Tasha also offers a Fit Bitch coat. Oh, oops. <laughs> Fit Bitch. I mean, again, I said it again. Oh my gosh. Fit Bit Coat. <laughs> you got it. We knew what you meant. Okay, sorry. If I'm working with her on TV, the first time she says Fit Bitch, I can keep my composure. Right. When she tries to correct herself and says Fit Bitch again, I would have spit up laughing. That's the name <laughs> of my new line of urban uh, workout studios, by the way. Wow. Fit Bitch. Wow. What? Wow, you heard me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, golly. What are inclusion riders? We learned about at the Oscars. It's becoming a thing. Tell you about that in a little bit. All right, go ahead. I want an exclusion rider. Here are the people I want to stay away from me. (laughs) Oh, you know, uh, speaking of what, look, I tell you what, uh, uh, making a motion picture is entirely a voluntary enterprise. And if you have enough gravitas to say, I want X number of this sort of people and X number of this this sort of person, go ahead. I would suggest to you, you are judging people not by the content of their character, but the color of their skin. You would answer that we don't have nearly enough Samoans working in movie electrician roles in Hollywood. So I'm hiring a Samoan. Well, I wish you well. Oh, speaking of which, Amy Chua. She, was she the Tiger Mom gal? Yeah. Okay, she's got a new book out, Tribal Politics or something like that. It's It sounded initially like a ripoff of Sebastian Younger's Fabulous Tribe, which is one of the best books I've ever read. And I need to reread it if I can figure out where it is. Um, she's talking about it on MSNBC. Today, and I think they completely missed a couple of important points, but maybe we can talk about that in a little bit. What's the topic? Uh, d- d- uh, well, tribal identifying in politics and how it affects politics, how how we become super protective of our people, and and how, which is fine, it's always existed, but you combine that with the fact that anybody who disagrees with me is not only someone who disagrees with me, they're bad, they're evil. They need to be fought. And there's nothing my tribe does that's wrong. And anybody who suggests so is my enemy. And they were trying to figure out, well, I guess we are talking about it. They were trying to figure out why it's risen so much, how it's so feverish these days. And uh, and the one thing, they all nodded their heads knowingly and said, well, you know, a lot of it is white people who see their power being taken away. And <laughs> that, are, that's such a load of crap. I know. I, I don't know. Any, I know a lot of white people. I don't know anybody who has any interest in anything but just making a living and having a reasonably happy life. Keeping the colored man down just is not a thing. If you're into uh, smaller government and lower taxes and personal freedom, I don't care if you eliminate all the white people in that party. You can have an entirely black Hispanic Asian party if you I'm want. You. If you if that's what you believe and you can win elections. Yeah. Be fine with me. So they they cooked up that old crazy well, canard. I don't care about any power but my own personal. Right. <laughs> I mean, I hope to have some, but right, but as a group of a, in a race, what the hell difference does it make to me? What they completely missed. And I just I was shaking my head. Hi, but um was that all the, and we talked about this briefly a couple hours ago. All the ways we used to identify ourselves. What kind of, tell me about yourself. You would go through a list of your associations, your beliefs, the, the your priorities, etc. Down there around 6th or 7th or 8th or ninth might be your politics. 
And we've become a society where that's number one. Who am I? I'm a progressive, or I'm a conservative, or I'm a Trump guy, or whatever. That, 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 that's, and part of it, the reason for that is because the government is now in everything. We've allowed government to metastasize, and now it is everywhere all the time. And so I get how you know part of that's just a natural response to that problem. But they completely missed that. And and the other on the on this topic, the other thought I heard expressed the other day, and it really snapped my eyes open from a political science perspective. Not I'm not rooting for any of this. Well, I am kind of, but because um, I think tribal politics are incredibly dangerous, as illustrated by like every country on earth that has stark divisions between ethnicities or tribes or whatever. They always end up killing each other. Um, but somebody said if the Identity politics people get their way and really keep moving in that direction. At some point, the only rational response is for white people to say us too. It, it, it's If you have spent any time studying humanity or politics or history, you know the idea that some sort of white guilt... Uh, is not going to be a motivator for very long. Some sort of vague 17 generations ago, people who looked somewhat like me were less than fair and hypocritical about the Constitution, blah, blah, blah. Therefore, I must dot, dot, dot. That's just not going to hold sway. It's utterly unrealistic. So if you push identity politics far enough, white people are absolutely going to say, okay, us too. And... If it gets to that ugly tribal point, there's no way that huge mass of white people, if y'all get your way and it becomes all about race, there's no way white people will be like knocked backward and it will become ugly and violent and, and, and be way worse for everybody. Identity politics is poison. So if people now, if you, I'm sorry, if you are a black man, you demand your rights because you're not getting them, and you and your black friends all agree, and you band together, and you demand your rights. That is righteous, and I'm with you a hundred percent. If it's all about you know color all the time, then no. So if people have a uh, just a, a natural need to belong to some sort of tribe, and we and, do, we and, absolutely do, and that seems to be the case. Um. So I wonder if it got fulfilled when we were part of either our family or Boy Scouts or something like that. So it was filled. We had that need filled. Church. So we wouldn't have to come up with a different one, like perhaps Republican or Democrat. And now since you don't get, you're not in the Boy Scouts, you're not going to church, you don't have the family group, maybe. Um, you have to get it somewhere, so your tribe is either R or D. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just that. Yeah. There's no outlet for it other than that. Yeah, it was funny. It's like we were talking about the other day with um, in affluent societies. You've got to be afraid of something because the fear part of your brain is always looking out. And so people start imagining, you know, non-existent threats and you know fantastic threats and get anxiety over stuff that shouldn't worry you a bit because you just you have time to worry about it. Well, the same thing. We need a tribal affiliation and, and we need and the other thing that's so brilliant about Younger's book is he. He talks about how powerful fear and danger are because it makes you band together. And that is one of the best feelings human beings have is the feeling of belonging. And we're all looking out for each other. It's incredibly fulfilling. It's like love. It's like falling in love. And he mentions that person after person after person who he interviewed 
says the best time in their life was right after the tornado, right after the hurricane, right after the terrible tragedy, when everybody banded together. And so now that, you know, we're lacking that in a lot of ways, now we're creating it and we're hating on each other for, you know, it's silly political reasons. Don't never, ever trust Whitey. There's an example of it right there. Hard to argue with that. On the other hand, I'm not saying nothing's at stake. I think socialism is... A horror. It's one of the. It's. It is actually socialism. And communism are the deadliest oppressors of humankind we've ever seen. Um. And so I. I really hate them and I fight against them. But I don't necessarily hate people who think they're a good idea. I get why it sounds like a good idea. So there's a lot at stake. So I'm. I'm not against being adamant about politics. I just think there. There are healthy and unhealthy ways to go about it. Um, so inclusion writers are going to become a thing, I guess, in Hollywood now, maybe, or there's an attempt. Jimmy Kimmel and Matt Damon, their new production company, they're going to... Uh, ben Affleck and Matt Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Why did I say Jimmy Kimmel? Oh, because they hate each other. And they pretend to. Um, a veteran, going way back, he was just informed the other day that he's dead. He's not, and it's the second major gaffe in his dealings with the VA throughout his life. Who is he to challenge the VA? <laughs> exactly. Among other things coming up. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Cottonwood falling like snow in July. Sunset Riverside four-wheel drives in a So I didn't see all the Oscars. I missed uh, Frances McDormand or whatever her name is. And uh, she ended love her, her speech. Love her work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love her work. Uh, the end of her Oscar speech where she said hashtag inclusion writers. And right. I, I didn't know what she was talking about. But apparently it's catching on. And so Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, their company, they're going to have inclusion writers. Um which is you have in the contracts that you have to have a certain number of different kinds of people yeah. on the set of making any movie, which is an interesting way to make art. I don't Quotas. think I don't think throughout history there's been a lot of books written, uh, you know, murals painted, whatever, where you decided how many Hispanics you needed, how many women you needed, how many black people, how many gay people you needed yeah. to come up with the team to make your art. It's, well, yeah, that's it's an your interesting idea. I think we ought to have an inclusion clause in this show. I want at least two idiots on staff. Wait a minute. One, two. Think, think Never we're mind, good. we're good. I think we're good for that. <laughs> we'll see if that uh, has any effect on anything. I, yeah. It, it, yeah. I, if, listen, if there are like, people being kept out because of their race, well, that's, that's, in, that's your, stupid and insidious and stuff. Well, it. of course, that'd be stupid and counterproductive. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I like uh, some of the biggest black directors, uh, Tyler Perry or whatever, on his set, got a lot of... A lot of white people, just as many white people as black people. I doubt it. I'm guessing it's mostly black people work on those movies, which is fine. Yeah. I don't care. Go ahead. Hire but, the people you like, you work well with. Yeah, or you're most comfortable around since you're making art. Mm. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's virtue signaling. Eh, go ahead, though. You know what? If your movie's every bit as good, then who cares? Go ahead. Enjoy Wal- yourselves. Walmart has filed Just a- don't... F- I almost dropped an F-bomb. <laughs> that would have been funny. Just don't blanking lecture us anymore, all right? Walmart has filed for a patent for robotic bees. Autonomous, that means they're on their own. Uh, Robot bees. 
that could potentially pollinate crops just like real bees. You won't need real bees anymore. Putting real bees out of work. You'll see them on the street corner begging for money. Yes, Sean. And could potentially eliminate humankind. Autonomous robot bees. What could possibly go wrong? Right, right. By the way, my uh, new uh, bluegrass electronica band, Robotic Bees, (laughs) is... uh, is opening for Kraftwerk uh, this Saturday at the Fillmore. It's really uh, an honor. Uh, first single, Bees Knees, right? <laughs> it's an instrumental. The uh, robot bees would carry pollen from one, one plant to another using sensors and cameras to detect the location of the crops. We already have something that does that automatically called bees. What's Regular with, bees. What's wrong with bees? The buzzy kind. I live out in the country, and uh, like this time of year, every field's got 50 bee boxes down by the road where mm-hmm. they, they bring the bees in to do the pollinating. Is that too expensive, or would this be cheaper? What's the advantage? Is there a need for them? I, I, I remember the whole hive collapse syndrome, but that appears to have gotten a lot better. I don't, I don't know if there's a desperate need for this. Do you specifically like bring in bees for that, like with the bee yeah. box thing? Yeah, there are pe- the people that, that do that. They're beekeepers. Um. So there you go. Uh, the I've always wanted to do that, beekeeping. Uh, I don't Har- know what's stopping me. Harvard Local zoning. Har- <laughs> Harvard University introduced the first robot bees in 2013. At the time, the bee-sized robots could only fly and hover midair when tethered to a power source. But they've advanced since then. Mm. Yeah, that wouldn't be that great. you got to have them on a, a, a long extension cord as they yeah, fly around. That's not so good. Battery, bee batteries. Uh, so Walmart's made a huge leap forward, and these can go along on their own, finding the plants, doing the whole thing. I'm sorry, Walmart? Yeah, Walmart's behind this. They're going to sell them to farmers or orchard owners. Does or the- Walmart have its own farms for their own produce? Amazon's selling you drugs. Well, yeah, that article seemed to imply that with Amazon getting more into the grocery business, they this may be a way to kind of streamline their own supply chain of food. Wow, they're going to have their own farms with their own robot bees pollinating the food. Selling it. I, I heard Walmart, um, they reached some sort of milestone for their home grocery stuff mm. uh, over the weekend. Huge oh. inroads in a short amount of time. And and they're going to go from, what was it, six test markets to 130 yeah. or something crazy like yeah. that? Yeah, really expanding. They're trying to get into it before. Am- what they're aware of, and it's true, once Amazon takes a category, it's very hard to get back. Like mm-hmm. they took the book category. Sorry, Good luck selling books any way other than Amazon. Nobody even thinks of a different way to get a book other than Amazon. I'm a Barnes & Noble guy. Well, what? congratulations. Um, but so they dominate that category. <clears throat> Walmart's thinking, well, we can't let Amazon do that with food also, with the whole grocery thing, and then it's just... You know. At what point is everything so vertically vertically integrated that Amazon is doing everything? Well, that, that, I was talking to my Amazon dad about it. and Walmart are con- in control of everything, and you get paid in Amazon bucks, and you go down to the company store. Well, right. Well, that'll yeah. never happen. But um, what will stop it, and when is kind of an interesting legal slash economic question because they will keep pushing until they get to the point where you know there are towns in America where you will either go to Walmart. Or you will starve. Well, Amazon said recently they wanted to get into the uh, delivery shipping thing and and uh, take out FedEx and UPS. I mean, they they could get all ends of it. So Walmart's going to be growing food. So if you're growing food, you do all the shipping involved. You just do the selling of it. I mean, you've got the whole thing. Big Mart. Yeah. I don't know if, it's ba- if there's anything bad with it. Once you dominate a category, though, then you can start jacking up the prices. Well, and you will own the government. 
you will get whatever you want out of you know Congress, President, etc. The governors, the governors of the states, will all be terrified of of Big Mart. Uh, we'll have to see. Um, hum, humankind has dealt with this sort of thing before. So this eighty-one-year-old uh, veteran was declared dead by the Veterans Affairs Department last month, even though he's quite alive. Sorry to hear of his passing, especially because he hasn't passed. His disability payments stopped showing up in their account. His wife looked into it, and they said, well, your husband's dead, that's why. And they learned that a death certificate had... No, I'm uh, not! I'm, I'm yes, not. Yes, he is. I'm <laughs> tell, almost certain. Tell him he is. We're the government. I'm almost certain I'm not. I'll tell you who might be dead. I'm looking at Burt Reynolds up on the television. Is he alive? He's doing an interview. Yeah. Well, he's a very old man, Jack. He was the biggest movie star 50 years ago. Are they rebooting Weekend at Bernie's? What's he doing? Wow. Okay, what's real on that face? That hair's oh, not real. What? What are you, now? You're attacking the old. Oh, I'm attacking people who uh, try to not be old. <laughs> he's got fake hair. He's had so many operations. He doesn't even look like a human being. People who don't realize that time is undefeated. Yeah. You think he looks better like that, or if he had, if, if he was just his regular age? Which he says, attempting to get a friend to attack the old with him, so he feels better about his amoral <laughs> uh, old attacking. Well, who looks better? Elder abuse. That's what you're doing. They were both incredibly handsome at the same time. One of them has had endless work. The other one, none. Who looks Who looks less ridiculous? Burt Reynolds or, uh, no, I can't think of it. Uh, Red, Robert Redford. Or Clint Eastwood. Or Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood looks like an old man, but you don't look at him and say, holy crap. No, you and would. I don't punch him either, but you would. No. Right. He yes. just looks like an old man. Burt Reynolds looks like, I don't know what that is. What the hell is that? It's a mannequin animated to life. Yeah. Ooh, it's not a great look. I'll concede that. I just don't understand why you just don't accept your being older. Um, so Movie this, tradesman. There you go. <laughs> so this old guy was declared dead by the VA, and this sort of thing happens now and then with giant government operations and everything like that. Um, this is not the first time he's had this sort of red tape gaffe in his life, though. The military tried to honor him for 1965 heroics on the battlefield in Vietnam. The Vietnam War hero paperwork got lost for more than forty years, and he finally received his Bronze Star Medal for Valor in two thousand six. Mm, so there's perfect. a guy who got his medal forty years after he was supposed to, and now they've declared him dead. Bureaucracies are all the same. I'd make you feel comfortable with the whole deal, wouldn't it? What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Phillips? Boy, this is happening fast. It is on Russia retaliating against the Trump administration's sanctions. Shut what, up, Pooter. What was included in this year's Oscars swag bag may shock you and the Katy Perry kiss, the talk of American Idol. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Boy, this Russia-Trump thing could get interesting because Trump gets butt hurt and gets his hackles up. Uh-oh. If he does with Putin and Russia. Butt hurt and hackled. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong but and Getty Show. <laughs> Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? Still looking at movie star Burt Reynolds up on the TV trying to figure out what's going on. So he's he's had a hairpiece like forever. That that was going on back in the seventies. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so he's just, he's smart enough to go with the silver hair now that he's 80 or whatever. But he's got jet black eyebrows for some reason that appear well, to be glued on. And he's got the silver beard and, and mostly silver mustache as well. But yeah, black eyebrows. Some stylist convinced him that looked good, I guess. Hmm. Anyway. And he's wearing the rose-colored glasses. There you go. 
Um, Are he and Lonnie Anderson still getting it on? No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Now, President Trump is saying it appears Russia is indeed responsible for the poisoning of an ex-spy and his daughter in the UK. It certainly looks like the Russians were behind it. Uh, something that should never, ever happen. And... We're taking it very seriously, as I think are many others. Trump calling it... That's the strongest thing he's said against Russia and Putin since he launched his campaign. I've been trying to assess how serious these sanctions are, and it's funny. I've gone from news source to news source to news source that mentions uh, new sanctions were announced. Democrats have reacted by saying blah, 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 blah. And they they then give you 11 paragraphs of the politics and never give you anything of substance on what the sanctions are. Yeah. Yeah. The U.S., Britain, France, and Germany releasing a statement that calls on Russia to come clean about the poison attack. And as Joe was just mentioning, this also on the day that the White House slapped those new sanctions on Russia for meddling in the 2016 presidential election. Now the Russian government says it is getting ready to retaliate. Russia's deputy foreign minister says the Kremlin is responding calmly to the new sanction and, in his words, taking this in our stride. But he says Russia has begun preparing retaliatory measures. And he goes on to suggest that Trump timed the sanctions to come ahead of this weekend's presidential election in Russia. Mm. I'll bet this could escalate pretty quickly. I don't know to what, but... Pooter don't care. Outside threats are his bread and butter. I mean, that's how he maintains his legitimacy by, you know, portraying the country's constantly under attack by the Western powers, blah, blah, blah. Um, when, honestly, those of us in the West would really like to just get along with y'all and let you enjoy some freedom and the rest of it. But, so yeah, this plays right into his hands. Although, it sounds like some of these sanctions are pretty serious against some of the oligarchs, but I don't know. Time will tell. Meanwhile, the president is saying reports of impending staff changes are exaggerated. During a photo op with the Prime Minister of Ireland, President Trump said, There'll always be change, and I think you want to see change. While tamping down speculation that a thorough house cleaning is indeed coming. And they wrote a story about staff changes today that was very false. We made a wonderful change. I think uh, Mike Pompeo is going to be an incredible Secretary of State. Yeah, Trump replacing uh, Secretary of State uh, Rex Tillerson with Pompeo. Because he wouldn't eat his salad, as described on the Armstrong and Getty Show. There are numerous reports that continue that National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster and Chief of Staff See, John <laughs> Kelly will right. soon be I'm let I'm not talking go. about this unless it happens. Yeah. There are numerous reports. That's the old, the, it's being reported, so now we're reporting that there are reports. Right. Where did the reports start? You're is better there, than that, Marshall. Is there any reason to think it's true? If it happens, I'll talk about it. Broadcast. Reports say Marshall Phillips is high on crack. Mm, how do you like it now? Shoes on the other foot, isn't it? Crack. crack sign, sign of the times. A San Francisco-based cannabis business is getting Academy Award attention. It turns out the swag bags given to Oscar nominees and presenters this year contained Humboldt and Mendocino County marijuana products from distributor Flow Canna. They included what the company has called Premier Artisan Pot in small jars, Mm. along with pre-rolled joints, along with a shirt emblazoned with the words, Choose Sustainable. This is the first time marijuana was ever in Oscar swag bags. Mm. 
Shocking. Yeah. Well, officially. officially. I'm, I'm very certain there have been plenty of Oscar parties where there was some sort of substance and some sort of bags being passed around. And please note, crackhead Marshall Phillips with yet another drug story. Back to you, crackhead. A 19-year-old American Idol contestant who appeared in the season premiere on Sunday says in a new interview that a kiss that he got from Katy Perry made him uncomfortable. The kiss took place with another judge, Luke Bryan, Reference Perry's hit song, I Kissed a Girl, and he asked the contestant, Benjamin Glaze, during his audition, have you kissed a girl and liked it? Glaze said, oh, no, no, he hadn't. I've never been in a relationship, he said, and I can't kiss a girl without being in a relationship. That's when Katie pounced. Come here, Ben. Come, yeah, come no, here. Come wait, hold come on. Come here. Come on, come on. Come here right now. Come here. After a While kiss, your first kiss of your life is Katy Perry, and then you complain about it. <laughs> That's going to be a difficult uh, uh, standard to right. maintain. Well, and the sores. Hmm? From oh, the Harlot. Oh, from the Harlot. Oh, wow. I won't have it. Uh, wow. The poor lad is trying to remain chaste, and he's, he's, he's mounted by a shameless Harlot. <laughs> mounted? Mounted? <laughs> just, I'm, I'm shocked. Uh, after the somewhat innocent kiss on her cheek, Katie laid one on his lips. Oh! It went down! Did you get it? Katie! Come on! That's sexual assault, isn't it? So the kid should have said, you know, I've never had sex either, so... uh... (laughs) That'd be something if you were my first, wouldn't it? Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, anyway, that was the premiere of American Idol on Sunday. What will come next? At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> hashtag no more time? Hmm? Too late? What time is it? What's the hashtag? Time's up. Time's time's up. up. That's it. Time's up. Hashtag time's up. Yeah. We can't have our harlots attacking innocent young lads. Like <laughs> sure this. we can. Any, anymore. <laughs> Stop it, Sean. You're, you're part of the problem. <laughs> Was it Katy Perry getting like a million dollars a show or something? She's got to do something to stand out. Oh, she's out. she's doing uh, all sorts of wonderful things yeah. with her time and her uh, her opinions with and her time uh, and her boobs. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Of, do you need a, a refill on the drink? So get a little loaded. No, you got okay. That is quite a story to have for the rest of your life. Uh, petering out process of the Armstrong and Getty shows on the way. I sure hope you're not engaging in gambling at work with March Madness upon us. Plus the 1,050 hours of lost productivity at every workplace. Right. (laughs) Uh, You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Check it out, check it out. Oh, hold up, guys. Let me lock my Capital One card. You lost your card? No, I just do not trust my spending habits around smoked meats. You lock your card around smoked meats. I lock it around smoked meats and wherever friendship bracelets are sold. Get out of here. I lock it around bonsai trees, garden gnomes, temporary tattoos. For real? I even lock it around hermit crabs. And oh, always at arts and craft festivals. You go to arts and craft festivals? I am a sucker for pottery, Sam. <laughs> Those are the new Capital One commercials you're going to be seeing during March Madness. There's a whole bunch of them. I was looking at them at the website. It's it's a road trip with Charles Barkley, Samuel Jackson, and uh, who's the little guy who sits at Knicks games with a glass? Spike Lee. Mm. Um, the three of them in a car driving around traveling. And it's to sell you, get you on the Capital One credit card. But pretty funny ads. Very amusing. So I look forward to those.
Chuck Barkley. Fabulous, fabulous comedian. Hilarious sometimes and, intentionally, sometimes not. Hilarious and quite large now, I noticed in those ads. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Didn't he do the big thing with the dieting? He's done that a couple of times, right? Where he endorses something like yeah. a Nutrisystems or something. Yeah, that sounds right. I don't know. What are you going to do? A man has appetites. Well, right. He's a big man. He needs a lot of calories. So the March Madness is on right now. Uh, maybe at your well, at your workplace. Every workplace pretty much in America has some sort of bracket you can get into if you want to. You usually put in like five bucks or something, and and you fill out your bracket as to who you think is going to win out of the 64 teams. And the uh, and the person over in the corner of sales who's never watched a college basketball game uh, always wins. Right. And the guys who watch every game and read about the stats never win. Not even close. That's just the way it works. So Sean has filled out his bracket to help you out. Yes, and I, as usual, I'm doing the, the, the time-tested. It has only failed me every single time I've done it, but it doesn't matter because it's a blast. So, so does every other oh, way to do it. So. It's been tested by time. It's failed, but it's time-tested. Yes. There you go. Uh, and I am assigning winners based purely off if the mascots were real beings and they in, engaged in a fight to the death. And we have some very interesting first-round matchups. I'll only be covering the games that are happening today. We can stop. start off with uh, Florida versus St. Bonaventure. The Florida being the Gators. The St. Bonaventures uh, being the Bonnies. Guess who wins that oh, one? Wow. The Gators. Oh, it's Grizzly. All that left was a leg. Now we have Texas Tech being the Red Raiders, taking on uh, SFA, the, uh, the, the Lumberjacks. Now, mm, Red Raiders versus the Lumberjacks. Now, upon further reviews, these are actually hipster people just wearing flannel with mm. beards. They are not oh. actual lumberjacks. Advantage goes to the Red Raiders. Makes a difference. We have the uh, Loyola uh, College of Chicago, the Ramblers taking on the Miami uh, Hurricanes. Mm. Ramblers, they don't have a place of residence. They have no windows to board up. The hurricane just blows them right into the ocean. <laughs> right. <laughs> Clear victory. Uh, now, this is a first ever. The Kentucky Wildcats are taking on the Davidson Wildcats. Oh. That's a tie. Wow. A tie. <laughs> That's a tie. Isn't that a one sixteen matchup? A rarely seen tie. It's a five twelve. Five twelve. My mistake. The Wildcats will win. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I uh, think it Louisville. Yeah, guaranteed a Wildcat will win, but no, that is a it is a tie. Wow. Um. Uh, so we all we have another Wildcat, the Arizona Wildcat. This time taking on the Buffalo Bulls. Uh, you know, weight classes are a thing. I mm-hmm. think the Bull wins that one just off of pure mass. Why are there so many teams that are the Wildcats? Why was that such a big thing for a while? I don't know. In American history. Hmm. What what is a wildcat? I don't know. Jumping over to is that the, an actual name of a beast? I know what a bobcat is. I know what a mountain lion is. Sure, also known as a puma. There you go. I don't know if the wildcat's an actual thing. Jumping over to the Midwest bracket, we is have it just like a feral cat. I don't know. Huh. The Sorry. Seton Hall Pirates taking on the NC State Wolf Pack. Now I like this. Oh! Be- because this is plural versus plural. If it was a single pirate versus a wolf pack, yeah. then I think the wolf pack would win. Right. But it is multiple pirates versus the wolf pack, so even numbers, I give the advantage to humans. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, guessing uh, some of the guys get mauled, but, you know, what with blunderbusses and swords, et cetera, I mm-hmm. like the pirates. Good good analysis. The San Diego State Aztecs are taking on the Houston Cougars, and I can only assume that those Cougars, meaning 40-something divorcees with a Chardonnay, <laughs> And they are powerless against the the attractiveness of the Aztecs. Not to mention very strong people and a militaristic one as well. And and frankly, if it's the animals, the Aztec king is going to be wearing their hide. So yeah, Aztecs. Yeah, this is uh, this is so quite... the aging divorcees you you see losing in this one. They are powerless against the the shirtless Aztecs, right? 
Right. Uh, the Montana Grizzlies battling the Michigan State Wolverines. Now, this is quite the wildlife Ooh, that's gonna battle. Be, that's going to be bloody. Uh, yeah, they may not be ready for their following game, no matter who <laughs> yeah. wins this one. It's going to take a toll even on the winner, Jim. But again, weight classes are a thing. I give the advantage to the Grizzlies. Sure. Uh, the Duke Blue Devils taking on the Iona Gales. A Gale is someone who speaks Gaelic, so I guess you're an interpreter. Blue Devil seems much more cunning than that. I give the advantage to that. Uh, the Oklahoma Sooners taking on the Rhode Island Rams. Again, possibly human bias, but I give the advantage to the uh, the technological uh, Oklahoma Sooner. What is a Sooner? What is a Sooner? Uh, it was like an early settler of Oklahoma. Okay. Oh. Huh. They're beset by wildcats. <laughs> so I will have more info on these as yeah. the tournament progresses. Solid analysis. Covering yes, the exactly. games of the day. Very I found clever. nothing to disagree with. Very, I, yeah, the Grizzly Badger thing, that will be over in oh, a hurry. I mean, oh, ugly. Yeah. <laughs> very uh, very clever with the whole cougar thing. I enjoyed that. <laughs> a bunch of cougars get together with a bunch of Aztecs. Mm-hmm. It could get, uh, could get steamy. <laughs> it won't be a dry seat in the house, as they mm. say. Do they say that? I don't know. They should probably stop. Well, that's the end of the show, folks. <laughs> so are ratings down for March Madness the way they are for like NFL football or anything like that? Or does it continue to be a powerhouse? Well, we're in the first half of the first game, so I don't right. know. Do you mean like last year yeah. or the trend? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Time don't will know. tell. And, and a, many of the games that are broadcast over specifically broadcast television, they're very stream easy to get stream-wise, right. stream too. So they, they have been kind of ahead of the curve oh, with right. making it available for, for other avenues as That's well. That's true. It wasn't that many years ago. If, you, if your TV wasn't covering the game you wanted to see, you were just out of luck. Now sure. you can catch any game you want any, anywhere, which is cool. Getty, you're getting ready. Oh. Paul, final thoughts. Getty, or getting ready for final thoughts. <laughs> yeah, you've been fired. This is how you find out. We wow. edited that hastily. That's very Trumpian to yes. find out I'm getting fired this way. Yesterday's right. show was a huge hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we knew you hadn't checked Twitter when you showed up this morning. He's <laughs> your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Michelangelo, what's your final thought? Oh, I'm still getting them together, but I want to get um, a Nerf gun, a model rocket, and some real Lincoln Logs and real Tinker Toys from Toys R Us before they close. Oh, that's nice. I'm looking up giraffe care, see if I can get it in the ho- into my house. <laughs> Gonna adopt Jeffrey with a G. Uh, positive, Sean, your final thought? Yes, this will actually be my first March Madness since cutting the cord, so I'll report back to you on how it is a uh, difference. All right. Right. Uh, Marshall Phillips, your final thought? Well, St. Woodrow's Day is tomorrow, so break out the purple and green, my friends, to celebrate the patron saint of Finland. Seems like that happens like five times a year you bring that up. It is! Is he us? Could be. <laughs> or am I just getting old that fast? Yikes. Jack, do you have a final thought for us? Yeah, Toys R Us is out of business, and Blockbuster is now down to three stores. One of them closed, so they've got three left. Ah, Blockbuster. The blue shirt, the... Why is this filed in the drama section? The whole thing that you enjoyed about Blockbuster. Mm, The walking in, finding like 15 things you'd like to watch, and then walking out empty-handed because you can't decide. All the new releases are good, or you're over here. How is this a comedy? So, uh, my final thought for reasons... uh, Well, my final thought is, realtors, stop with the wide-angle lenses. I look at a lot of real estate porn. I just like it. I happen to be looking at the house I grew up in just for fun because there are a bunch of pictures on, like, the Zillow of the room I slept in with my brother. Really? Wow. Cool. But I 
grew up in that house. There are small rooms, and they're all rectangular. All these rooms are these vast, uh, what do you call it with the... Uh, the like the panoramic? Trapez- they're vast yeah. trapezoids. Oh, wow. <laughs> I lived there. They're not vast, and they're not trapezoids. Well, Sean probably knows this. Where they really get you is with the apartments. Man, the oh. pictures they show of an apartment. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it makes it look like, oh, oh my God, I got a lot of space. I put my pool table in there. <laughs> right. right. And then you walk in the place, and you think, wait a minute. What the hell? How is that good? How does that help I'm anyone? not going to be able to lie down in this place. Right. Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Go to Armstrong and Getty Radio. Dot, oh, it's armstrongandgetty.com. I don't know, go to hell for all I care. Wow. It's <laughs> hey, a rough ending to the show. See something we ought to be talking about. Send it along. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Bye-bye. But the Versa also offers a fit bitch coat. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.